Hey y'all, I'm Damon Oates, founder of Deco Exchange. Who else has heard that crafting is just a hobby? I turned my love of crafting into a thriving multi seven-figure company, surrounded myself in an amazing community, and met some amazing business owners along the way. I'm here to show everyone that makers mean business. Hey y'all, welcome to the Makers Mean Business podcast, episode two. On the last episode of the Makers Mean Business podcast, I shared information on who has helped us get our business where it is today and six tips on beating imposter syndrome. And y'all, today we're going to talk about my best advice to get started, my biggest failure in our business to date, and a common myth that I think needs to be busted. So get out your pen and paper and let's jump right into this. This is my best advice to get started with your business today. Stop overthinking it. Listen, all you really need are four things to get your business off to a solid start. The first thing that you need to do to be a business is be able to collect a customer's payment. And for creatives, I highly recommend that you start with an Etsy shop. Once you're able to collect a payment, you'll want to find a place for people to see your products. Like a Facebook business page, Instagram, Pinterest account, any of the social medias, y'all. I just want you to think about this stage of the process as a place to find new customers. Once you start finding your customers, the easiest sell is a repeat sell. You're going to want to incorporate a way for you to keep in touch with those customers that you already have. I highly recommend MailChimp as your point of contact system. It works well for small businesses and it has the capability of growing with you. Now that you have a place to collect money, a place to collect new customers, and a way to talk to your previous customers, you'll want to focus on increasing the overall order value. You'll want to try to upsell a customer an additional product. Think about things that you can lump together so that the overall sell price is much larger. Can you get them to buy a membership or join a subscription club? Imagine the perfect wreath customer that wants a seasonal wreath on his or her front door for every season. How can you bundle that and sell it to them so that the wreath just shows up on her front porch without her having to think about it, right? That is a subscription model in your product-based business. And the sooner that you accept that your business will never be perfect, the sooner you can get started. Y'all, self-doubt is the largest sabotage system of small businesses, so don't get hung up on it. As you continue to grow, the needs of your business will grow and constantly evolve. Y'all, even ours is still changing constantly. And now that we've covered my best advice for your business, just getting started, let me talk to you about one of the biggest failures in our business and give you some tips on how you can keep yourself from making the same mistakes. When I think about the biggest hurdle in our business, I keep coming back to hiring a mentor that didn't align with my core values just because of their appearance of being successful in the online space. But the distraction between our core values kept me from moving forward and held me stagnant. Now, y'all, that sounds a lot worse than it really is. But it was a lesson to be learned and one to share. Although that mentor kept me from growing with their program, I still met a ton of great entrepreneurs while working in that program that I've continued to work with today. Y'all, I have no regrets in the time that I spent with that mentor, but I still think about how much further along my business would be if I had picked a mentor that I was able to work with and implement their strategies into my business. 
All right, so let's jump into my five best tips to research when looking for a mentor online. First, make sure the mentor has actually walked a similar path that you're wanting to pursue. If the mentor can't understand what you do or why you want to do it, then they'll just push their desires off on you and your passion for the work will begin to fade. What are the core values of your business? How do those core values align with the organization of the mentors? Do they align enough that you can respect each other? I like to do a little research to see what the mentor's company does in their spare time. What motivates them? What gets them excited? Do we have a common item that we can share? I also like to know that my mentor is an open book. If they share a win, will they share the whole win so that you can understand it and implement the same tactics in your own business? Is the mentor willing to really share what or who got them from point A to point B? Do they share their hurdles so that you can learn from them? If they can't share their real story and success with you, run away. Don't walk. This next one is rather small, but really important. Does the mentor have a positive and uplifting attitude? If their attitude is of a Debbie Downer, they're naturally going to bring you into a negative space, and that is nowhere for a business owner to hang out. All right, now that we've decided that a mentor should have experience in your business, leads with integrity, is an open book, and isn't a Debbie Downer, let's discuss the most important one. Is the mentor respected by colleagues, employees, and previous students? You're going to learn a lot about a mentor when you watch how they treat their competitors, their employees, and students that they've already collected money from. We've talked about my best tips to get started, my best tips on finding a mentor. Now let's debunk a myth. One of the most common statements I see online is that Etsy is oversaturated. I won't lie, it's true, they have a ton of sellers on Etsy. But did you know that a majority of those sellers have no clue how to get a sale or even seen? The trick to selling on Etsy is understanding how customers use the platform. Customers go on Etsy looking for a specific product in mind, and you'll want to think like a customer and not as a maker. For example, a customer isn't going to open the Etsy app and search for a deco mesh wreath with poly burlap done in a 30-inch ruffle. Y'all, they have no idea what that is. They're looking for that summer wreath with sunflowers. Use your SEO correctly and your products will be moving out of your Etsy shop before you know it. P.S. Come back for a future episode of Makers Me Business all about SEO. Now, y'all, as always, let's end today's podcast with our signature question. What being a maker means to me. Listen, being a maker allows me to follow my passion and gives me the freedom to help other makers grow their business. And we'll be sharing those makers' stories in upcoming episodes. So make sure you're subscribed and check back often for more details.